God's Word. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Dilly Oshumakini. With Jesus' joy, would you receive me? The ministry of my brother, Dr. Ayolude, this morning as he brings the word. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, praise to him. Please, you may be seated. Good morning, everyone. It's good to be here. Pastor Dele, thank you so much for being a wonderful brother, friend. I call him Bishop. He's also an apostle. Uh, Pastor Moray, we celebrate you. God is good. You know, when Pastor Dele said I was going to share this morning, I was just laughing that, well, I only wanted to come and listen. I've been seeing the series, and um, I'm like, okay, Pastor Dili has gone to another level. But it's good to be here, and I thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for what he's doing. We don't have too much time, and I don't have, I shouldn't have too much to say. Uh, Blessed are those that are short-winded, for they shall be invited again. (laughs) Praise God. Uh, I feel like singing and worshiping. So when he said, well, today should have been that kind of day, I think it's, it's in order. I think it's in order. I think I have a song for Pastor Murray. Praise God. Uh, God is good. Help me, somebody. Help me, help me. But I, I will be talking as we sing. That kind of service. Prophesying and just speaking God's word. Pastor D, uh, as, I, as we just sat down, we were worshiping. I saw a touch. It's not just an, an ordinary touch, a mighty touch. And I was wondering in my heart, mm. okay, sometimes, you know, God uses us or does his things in different ways. There are administrations of the Spirit, operations of the gifts of the Spirit. And I recognized what that was. And I was wondering, Lord, why am I seeing this in my spirit? It was a touch. It was like it was put in my hands, like someone held something this way. And it was in my hands, but when I stood it in the right way, light came and he said, It's for you. There's an apostolic ministry. There's a dimension of the apostolic ministry. Those doors, you've had your hands on them for a while, but I see them shifting and opening. Light is coming out of them. There are new dimensions. And I just kept hearing the word. The Lord says there are some things that are not yet in place. But then I said in the name of Jesus, I command those things to come into place. You know those things that were not in place? There were people that should surround you. There were people that should fill up the gaps. And they were not yet in place. So church, there's going to be a shift in the house. A shift in your life. And when I talk about this shift, it's not just an ordinary shift or portfolio of uh, names, of titles, or positions. It's going to be a shift in your revelation. You're going to catch up. You're going to begin to carry a dimension of the spirit of this house, the grace of this house, that you never experienced before. You begin to speak at depths that you've never spoken before. You begin, once you open your Bible, you begin to see things you never saw before. People will begin to match up with the fatherhood of this house, the governmental oppression of God upon this house, is going to rise. It's going to rise. There will be sons, daughters, people up the measure, and they will surround. That's been your cry. You, you want people to come up. You've been saying to them, come up. 
I saw it in that vision. Come up, come up. They are coming up. They are filling up the measure. Surrounding you all around. Greater dimensions of those operations in this house. There's a shift. There's a shift. There is a shift in this house. There is a shift. Shift. There's going to be a shift in finances also for you. Because for people to surround you, they are going to have that influence. Shift in influence. Shift. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's an advancement. Glory. Deserves my praise. He deserves the praise. I'm singing from my spirit. He deserves the praise. He deserves the praise. He deserves my praise. Deserves. You are Lord, I see. You deserve the praise, Jesus. All of the praise, Lord. You deserve the praise. You deserve the praise. You deserve the praise. All of the praise, Jesus. You deserve. You deserve the praise. You deserve the praise. Oh, you deserve the praise. You deserve the praise. You deserve it all. You deserve it all, Jesus. In every situation. You deserve Lord today you deserve it all for Pastor Murray you deserve my praise receive the praise receive my praise receive my praise receive my praise but man but man me receive my praise receive my praise Receive my praise. Oh, every season, receive my praise. Every hour, Lord, every day, every day, every day. Receive the praise. Receive the praise. Receive the praise. Receive the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Esther said, Who knows whether you are in the kingdom? Esther 414. For such a time as this. Pastor Murray, there's, a, there's that thing called such a time as this and it's for you. Mm. You know, I like asking God questions. <laughs> when we heard, when I heard of mommy's home going, I said, God, why? 
I ask God questions. Why now? Why? Sincerely. And I said, Pastor Maureen, God deserves your praise. As painful as it is, it was a declaration of a new face. It was a signal for your platform to begin to speak at a new dimension. You have to believe it. Pastor Dale was sharing some things with us this morning before we came into the service. How you spent time with her before was a signal. You see, everything measures up. It just makes sense. You see Pastor Maureen very well. Those of you that have known her. The person you will see from henceforth very significant things to begin to speak beyond babes. Ah, yeah. As he peels ornaments, like ornaments, right? Like a necklace, new pearls, new ones. It's put on your neck. It's an ornament of grace. A new dimension of beauty, glory, grace, strength, output. <laughs> and you will raise new daughters. New daughters. These ones are going to be different. Because these ones are already princely and princesses. They are already royalty. You are not going to be making royalty out of them. They are coming because there is a brightness of rising that has come. Nations might have come to the light, but kings come to the brightness of rising. So there is a brightness that comes now that is attracting royalty. Royalty. People set in place. They've watched from afar. They've not taken interest. But now they will take interest because of what they see that is at their level. Because there's something of grace, of royalty, of glory that has come upon you. It's a declaration. And it had to be that strong. So there's, a, there's been a mighty announcement. As you've lowered mommy, God has elevated something for you. He deserves my praise. He deserves my praise. You deserve it all. You deserve my praise, my praise, you deserve my praise, my praise, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, I will sing as it comes, as it goes, that kind of service, amen, it's a wonderful time, I trust God there will be revelations to our hearts, amen, hallelujah, you know, Pastor Dele said he was surprised that I sang and recorded it in an album. <laughs> Sometimes I'm sitting down, I'm just hearing songs. Maybe I come from a family of singing people. It's not the best of songs I've ever heard, but what I hear, right? Sometimes I forget some of those songs. They are so heavenly, Pastor. It's like they are not meant for the earth. And I wake up, try to write some of them down. I'm like, okay, what was that? Okay. You know, there's something about life. Two people are sitting together. One person is saying something, the other is not. One is hearing something, the other is not. God is wonderful. Hallelujah. 
Ah, that differentiates people. It differentiates us. Hallelujah. I just see that expansion. I see that expansion. I see that expansion. I see that advancement. Glory to your name, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. I don't want to sing all through. <laughs> but Lord, help us. God has a system, people. He operates positionally. When God speaks, he speaks positionally. That's why it's in Genesis chapter 1, when God said, let there be light, there was light. When he said, let the plants grow, there were, there were plants that grew. Things happened immediately. God speaks positionally. And the positional truth of God, the positional realities of God are permanent. They are established. Nothing can change it. When God speaks a word into your life, the Bible says, God speaks, it is done. When God speaks, it is done. Psalm 33, 9. And when he commands, he stands fast. So that is our God. God speaks absolutely. He speaks in absolute terms. The Bible says he saw what he created. And he said it was good. God blessed them. Perhaps he let us make man in our own image. And he blessed that man. He established it. There, there were operations. There were things that were done. Deeds were done from the positional standpoint of God. But you know when you turn to Genesis chapter 2. You see that the Bible says this, this is the story of the earth. In verse 4. When there was nothing. I thought God did something. So when there was nothing. No plants had grown. Excuse me. God called the plants. He named them. He blessed them. He saw it. What did God see? God saw from the positional standpoint. When God speaks into your life, it is established. When he commands it, it is done. But then there's a realm in which it must manifest for there to be a fullness of the glory of God manifested. So in the operations of God, it's a system. Anything he does, he operates this way. He releases a positional statement established in heaven, O Lord, forever thy word is settled. The Bible says in heaven. But the word must be established also on earth. Forever, O Lord, thy word is established in the heavens. It is only established spiritually, but there must be an establishment of the same word on the earth, in the physical, in the realm of the earth, for the word of God to be fulfilled. And so everything that God, there's a system. That means man is very important to the system of God. Everything he has said about his kingdom, for the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. There must be an expression on earth. So God has perfected it. And he said a few things in Genesis chapter, one, uh, chapter 2. He said, for he had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and the man of God was not formed yet. There was no man to till the ground. So the principle of the water cycle was not yet in place. But you know, the principle that the water had not come, the rain had not come, represents the principle of Christ. The totality of the principles of God will be a Christ. So principles have been established also. The principle has been established. Hebrews chapter 1, God who had sundry times in diverse manners in times past spoke unto the fathers by the prophets. But as in this last day spoken, there's a finality with Christ. It is a finished thing. And he's seated now waiting for his enemies to be made his footstool. So we understand that there's the one remaining thing for the fullness of what is said positionally on earth in your life to come into place is man. The creator has spoken, he's done his part. The positional aspect of God is established, is in place. So every prophecy that God has spoken into your life is still in place, child of God. The fact that you have not seen it or it does not come into oppression in your life, there's nothing wrong from the side of God. God has not changed his mind. You were talking about co-conception. And I said that exactly it is. 
having a good conscience. You must have a good conscience. Having an evil conscience means that you are, you, you are making decisions outside of the mindset of God. The Bible talked about the men that followed uh, Joshua to spy the land. They brought up an evil report. Why was it an evil report? When I asked the mandate that Moses gave to them, Moses gave them that mandate. The mandate that Moses gave to them was what they brought back. Go and check. Tell us what manner of men are in the land. But he never told them to conclude. And the Bible says they brought up an evil report. You may analyze something and see the deficiencies, but don't bring up a report against God. So they brought up a report against God. And God said, no, 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 this can't stand because there's no wisdom or counsel that is against the Lord. So the positional truths of God, the prophecies that God has spoken over your life, they remain. Please, for anything, don't bring up an evil report. He's still going to do what he has said. It will bring it to pass. It's coming to pass. And that is why while we wait the fulfillment of the word, we operate the principles of Christ. Until we come into our season. And that is why God always works things in seasons. You know, it's interesting to know that there were believers in 1815. This is 2019. There were believers in 1512. There were people back then who served God. That was their season. Why weren't you born there? It was not your season. You have come into a time and a season. And if it is your season, therefore, it means that there are things that God expects from you. To see in your life, there are some alignments. There are some positions you must begin to take. We are not here just being Nigerians or being Africans or being human beings of the world, just playing out time. We have our season and there are things required of us to do. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us that there's a time for everything. Under this heaven that we are in, let me not call it earth, There's a time and a season. So understanding our season as the body of Christ is very important. I was speaking somewhere on Friday and I talked about advancement. To advance means to make progress. Move forward. But we need to qualify advancement. Because the church has entered a state where our qualification of things need to be redefined. One of the things that has happened to the church is that we have taken the alternatives. And Satan loves to give alternatives. The alternative will make you settle down in what is not. There's a saying in Yoruba that if a 70-year-old man buys a bicycle and he calls the whole community to celebrate with him, we should be weary. Why? It might be an advancement of some sort, but it's not timely. So when we call advancement in the church, you know, you go, you advance in the name of Jesus, advancement has to be timely. And Pastor Dilly said, when you receive instruction, you advance on time. Immediately. Because there's a time when you will advance without instruction and to make no sense. So advancement must be timed and timely. Then advancement must be befitting. There's a difference between mama and she said, how are you, my dear? How's your husband? He's fine. We have news for you. What's the news? I'm pregnant. Hey, praise the Lord. Between mama, what is the matter? I said, talk. I'm pregnant. Same thing. But the response is 
Omoyi, this child, you will not kill me. <laughs> Let's spare the funkers in the house. And the, the woman goes, you this girl. Advancement must be befitting. Pregnancy is a gift from God. But it must be befitting. Then it must be purposeful. So when we advance in the things of God, befitting, timely, and purposeful. But you know something? Satan has given us the alternative. Advance anyhow. Advance recklessly. Advance out of season. Advance before season. Advance after your season. It doesn't make sense if it's not in season. Because your season is that time that God requires that thing to come into place. Because God is building. He's the wise master builder. Laying everything. God is at work. God has never slept on his purpose. So as a part of his plan, as a lively stone, you must know where to key in. When to key in and how to key in. And that takes the spirit of God to cut all of this short. That takes revelation. So one of the things that the Lord would do and is doing in our days is that there's revelation. That's why he gave us the, the Holy Spirit. Revelation. Revelation knowledge. And when I talk about revelation knowledge, I'm not just talking about Greek and Hebrew. Because that's another mistake. Just know the Greek and the Hebrew. Forget the essence. As Pastor Dele, we know, will teach us the stupidity of academics is that you have knowledge without understanding. So get knowledge. Be able to preach. So we preach well these days, but no understanding, no application. We are not making the right impact because we've taken the alternatives. So there are seasons, revelation. Number two, it will require us to move with power. One of the things that the alternatives have done to us is that we are okay. Satan has a way of saying to you, you know, when darkness rules in the place, it doesn't always rule with force. It rules with, you know, subtlety. Says to you, you are sure okay. Don't. It's only you. If you say too much, they won't like you. Just don't. You, you are fine. But you were made for impact. You were made by the purpose of God to reach, to touch lives, to transform. You were not made to have a good family, a good home. Comfortable family, just nice, myself, my wife, my children, just cruising. You know, God is good. That is not the definition of God is good. That is you are good. For God to be good, he wants his glory to be manifested on the face of the earth. And he requires his people to come into their season. And I'm here to tell somebody, because your season is now. There's, there's a ripe stage for the body. Something is ripe for this house. And I've come to, to declare, I've come to augment. You know, when a woman is pregnant and the baby is not coming, you augment. I know there's been a there's been push in this house. Pastor Dele was telling us he's been having meetings, vigils, weekly since last year. I said that's a push in the spirit. Because there's a desire that pushes that. And he was talking in, the, in one of the, the highlights we saw, said it's also desire. There's a push. It takes power. Then we need the power to come up. But we don't lack the power. The problem is we have not used the power. We have not risen up to the occasion. Because for us to rise up to the occasion, there will be a, there will be a paradigm shift that will move us out of the church. Uh, now I'm hitting it. Move us out of the church. Did I say there will be no local assembly? There will be. But you must move out of the church mentality. And one of the reasons why I respect Pastor Daly and I would 
always respect him is that he's not tied to what most people are tied to. The problem is a lot of us come up with, I'm serving God, but we are tied to the things in our minds. We serve the idol in our minds, not God. So, but one, one thing I've seen with him, I remember Abuja, TBC. We, we went into University of Abuja. He was never tied to University of Abuja. He builds, releases, and moves out of the church. It's apostolic, it's a grace. But that's why the foundation of the church is apostolic and prophetic. That is why, because it has to, those two, they move us to the next frontier. Uh, God is raising forerunners. God is raising advanced God. God needs them. He needs you. I don't know if I'm talking to people like that in the house. God is raising them. He needs an Esther. One who will stand in front of the people and say, I will go for the people. If I perish, I perish. But such people don't perish. Because they go by faith and the power of God. Esther went by the power of God. Oh, glory to God. Such people do not perish. Because they are, they are, they are the forefront. And it, one thing about those at the forefront is that they make room for others. God is calling room makers in this house. Room makers in business. In creativity. You know something God called Bezalel? And he attached a holy hub to him. And I used to read that scripture. And when God gave him the commandment, he said to Moses, this guy will do all that is in your heart. All that I tell you to do, he will design it. Now, God, as if God called Bezalel, God, tell Bezalel what to do. Say, no, take instruction from Moses. Uh, you don't understand. <laughs> you, you have the voice. But sometimes you have to receive the weddings of the song from the pastor. You have to receive the instruction of the concert from the man of God. That God there's a pattern and we are connected. So first in Revelation, second, we need to operate the power of God. Number three, there must be networking. Solid networking. One thing we don't have or we, we have started to build in this day is the idea of I must have my own church. That's why you must move out of the church mentality. In the church, but move out of the church. Don't be boxed by the church. People, we are in the church, but we are not meant to sit in the church. We are like soldiers who don't live in the barracks. We don't war in the barracks. We may live there. We may fellowship there. We may get, refresh ourselves there, but we don't war in the barracks. We must go to the battlefront, put, push the gates, push the barriers, push the boundaries. Those are the people that God is looking for. People like Esther, people like Mary who will be at the forefront. People like Anna and Simon, they will be at the forefront of what God is doing. Cutting edge. Cutting edge people. Cutting edge. Networking means that there will be training within the network. There will be integrity and loyalty within the network. There are people who must stay loyal to the call of God. There are things... See, before, because you know a little word doesn't mean you should go and start your church. There are, see, I, I pastor under a ministry. I don't have to be bound. I, I'm not bound in my heart. Not at all. I'm not limited. But under that same ministry, we've started about six churches. Five thereabouts. I pastor a lot of these churches. I oversee all these local assemblies. But I'm not bound. Now, presently, I'm not the pastor of any church. I'm in Akure now, pastoring my family, and we are breaking ground for a new work. You, you don't have to be bound. Just be at the forefront, the cutting edge of what God is doing. But yet, I'm still in that local assembly. I'm still submitted to my pastor. 
You don't have to break free because you, you just have something special. So now, man of God, I think the Lord has been using me in certain ways. Shut up. I don't know who that was for. I don't know who that was for. But if it's you, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. So what have I come to declare? Advance. But when it's time to advance, there are certain things that are necessary. And I trust God in the next few minutes that there'll be an outpouring. There'll be a stirring within you. One concept the Lord was giving us as we were coming is taking flight. You know, when a plane is about, it's taxiing for the law of lift to come upon that aeroplane, it must run. It must gain speed. When something is timely, it needs speed. Sometimes you need to run because you have just a limited boundary before that desired end is achieved. The airport is not an eternal tarmac or an infinite tarmac. So there's a speed that jet or that plane must achieve. It is when the speed hits a certain point that the law of lift will come in. I don't know who I'm talking to and I don't know how it reaches this house. But there's a dimension of speed that has come upon us. I prophesy in the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, I've heard someone say there's nothing called speed in the body. Don't mind them. The invisible things of God are known by the things which are visible. That lift. There are some things you can't do on the ground. If you must do them moving in a straight line, you are going to take time. Maybe it's possible to travel from here to London by road. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe you might have to cross some, some seas or whatever. But you know something? It is faster and better and easier to fly. I see a new flight. But before that flight, of course, there must be speed. Speed. And that is why those at the forefront, like those who board the tabernacle, say when you step into the Jordan, it will part. There are those who will part the Jordan. They are like Moses who will stand and say, and God will say, raise your rod and divide the sea. We need forerunners because we cannot enter into, and that's the plan and the system of God. There must be a system of one for all. You are one for all in a degree, in a, in a dimension, in a sphere. What are you supposed to be representing? This house is not a place where we just gather, have time, good times, and go every Sunday, come back the other time, and just say, well, I'm a member of out of Zion, TBC. No. It's a place that is raising, and I know it's in our vision, our mission statement. It's a place that is raising front, front runners, forerunners, cutting edge believers. The avant-garde of what God is doing. We are the advanced guard, moving things forward, breaking protocols, breaking barriers, and changing definitions. That is what we are. Please rise on your feet. He deserves my praise. He deserves. I want you to reach out for something. He deserves the praise. Speed, therefore, means. He deserves the praise. There's a determination. There's a momentum. Let me borrow words. There's a tenacity. There's a focus. 
There's a concentration of faith. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God says, bring the focus together. Bring the efforts together. Because it is time to take flight. I want to speak over us this morning as we celebrate Pastor Maureen today. What today represents is beyond a birthday celebration. This is an ordination service. This, this day is a proclamation in Israel. This day is a proclamation. Our life is signaling something for the rest of us and I want us to key into it. If you came to just watch the party, repent now. Mm, it's part of the speed. Gain, catch up, catch up. I brought understanding this morning. If you came to see, to eat rice, then you would have received your reward. But there's a greater reward in linking up with what God is doing today. We are here to proclaim what God is doing. And I'm not saying this just because I want to excite the house. You know, God pronounces and announces what God is announcing through our life. Today is significant. Today is significant. That's why it had to be held in the church. Today is significant. That is why it had to be with the pattern with which it came. Ma, your life is a message. A mighty message that is about to be blown out, to be heard everywhere. And this is what God is doing. It's not going to be by power, not by strength. It's not going to be by you. You begin to see things that you say, this is what was said. This is that which was spoken. This is that which was spoken. And when we key into it, this is why God puts people out ahead of us. There's room. Mm, I press into it today. If you have not celebrated this woman, today is the day to celebrate. Not, not just to dance and enjoy the party, but to key in by honoring. By honoring what God is doing in this house today. I honor the grace of God upon your lives. I celebrate it. Can we lift our hands? Can we lift our hands? Speed requires fuel. Engine power. Shall we pray in the spirit briefly? I trust God to, to, to turn on something within you. Uh, governmental influence. Liprakapasa. National significance is coming upon this house. It's coming upon you. Influence the authority to give direction to men. The ability to see beyond what men see. To rally men and to move them in the right direction comes upon you now. I don't know if you are taking it. Beyond the normal things we do in church, we are coming to a place of influence, of power, of grace, of revelation. This is that day. This is what God is doing in your life. Believe it, child of God. We are not just going to be another church in the city. This is a place of transformation where lives are turned around, where lives are raised. None is ordinary in our midst. The least amongst us is a mighty nation. In the name of Jesus, I declare upon this house, welcome to a new day, a new season of grace, of advancement, kingdom advancement, where your efforts are producing the results of God, befitting and timely, powerful and fitting, purposeful, exact to what the Lord is saying. We are building patterns and tabernacles and structures that the Lord has ordained. Father, we give you praise. Today is a day of ordination. Lift your hands and bless his name.
You understand Yoruba? Sing. It's indescribable. Shata.